You're listening to Fox on the Wire Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fox on the Wire. Today, I've got a good friend of mine sitting across the table from me. Uh, Consider him a good friend of mine, has been for years, and he's also an amazing drummer. Uh, I've got James Vernon sitting across from me. How are you, James? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Welcome to the uh, Fox on the Wire kitchen. Yeah, Yeah, glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this is a bit of a different conversation. Today, um, you're not a singer-songwriter like I have usually been speaking to these past few episodes you're actually a kick-ass drummer in a what do you consider the band like a it's not heavy metal it's like a hardcore yeah sort of um post-hardcore type scene i guess yeah yeah so you're the um you're the touring and session drummer for bellhaven yeah um some of you may have heard of bellhaven out there they're kicking ass sort of all across australia and overseas in some countries i think <laughs> um and also another band called beach panic yeah yeah new project called beach panic yeah that's a couple of guys have just started up cool yeah and a permanent member of uh lake mountain yeah yeah another project that's been around for a couple of years that um we've only done maybe four or five shows but um yeah cool little pop indie band and cool yeah bit of fun and that's with one of the guys out of uh, Bellhaven as well? Yeah, that's yeah Tom, the bass player from Bellhaven. He and his brother, Josh. Cool. And then um, one of Tom's old high school friends, Beck, and myself. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I guess before we get too far into things, current day, we should let everyone know that you and I go quite a way <laughs> back. Yes. Uh, back to the start of both of our music careers, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. I think um, I might have auditioned for one other band before. I met you guys, but that never went anywhere. So Yeah, so I think it was, uh, what year was it? 2000... 2003. 2003, so... It was, it was actually Anzac Day 2003 was our first jam. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was myself and uh, my best friend Jared. We, we were writing a lot of stuff and we were looking for a drummer. We'd put, you know, we'd done the cliche thing and put an ad up, I think, in the, <laughs> the local music shop. Yeah, it was at Main Street Music. Main Street in Music day, in Greensboro. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Remember that place? <laughs> And yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think you were the only one that actually got back to us anyway. Okay. From memory. Well, that worked out well for me then. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, you got onto us and we, we hooked up a jam. Yeah. And um, eventually started our first band called Precious Nothing. Yep. And uh, we sort of wrote and recorded for a few years there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did a bunch of originals and. Yeah, played some covers in between as well. Yeah, actually, we did a lot of covers. Back at the start, we did, then. yeah, a lot of covers, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we gigged too much with those covers. Maybe only, yeah, maybe only one, actually. Yeah, I think it was more just for our own amusement at rehearsals. Yeah. But back in those days, we'd, we'd rehearse, you know, Friday nights until the early hours of the morning. Yep. And then again and on Sunday. Sunday nights again, yeah. Yeah. And then back to work. Yeah. I don't know how we did that. <laughs> just did it. Didn't. Big like six, seven hour rehearsal sessions and then, yeah, get up six hours later for work. Yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't hurt at all from nah. there. But uh, yeah, that's what, sort of the band where we uh, both cut our teeth, I guess. Yeah. And um, I think if you guys out there remember a venue called the Barleycorn. Mm, good old Barleycorn, yeah. <laughs> we are uh, sadly gone now, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. St- still drive past it sometimes. And, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of the venue where we sort of cut our teeth mainly. Mm. Uh, played quite a few gigs there. And, but yeah, we used to just basically play back in the day, write, write heaps and re- uh, rehearse heaps and did a couple of EPs. Yeah. Couple of different recordings. We had um, "Escaping Silence." Was that the first one? Yep. That had the six tracks on it. Yeah. And then um, "Fall." I think was that the next one. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. And "Fall" and then um, "Black and Blue." Yeah. On it as well, and then was that it? Until we started doing the the album that we never finished. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we used to rehearse in uh, Box Hill and uh, yep. Jets Studios in Bandura, yep. which I think is gone now too. Oh, is it? Oh, that's sad. I think so. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, anyway, music aside, we were also mm. uh, 
pretty good mates too. We'd, yes. we'd hang out every yeah, weekend yeah. and lots of hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> We yeah. pretty much just hang out and drink every weekend. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not only musical bros, but uh, outside of music, life bros, bros. life bros. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and still, still. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's. We won't reminisce too much straight off the <laughs> no, bat. We could go on forever, couldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's move back to current days. So mm-hmm. you're currently in the middle of a of a, a tour with Bellhaven. Yeah, currently, yeah, halfway through the Forget Me Tour. Um, so this weekend just gone, we played at Workers Club in Melbourne. And then um, that was on Friday night. And then Saturday, we made the, the trek over to Adelaide, played at the Metro Hotel. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this weekend, we've got um, Oxford Art Gallery on Sunday night. Oh, sorry, on Friday night. Mm. And then Saturday night up at Brisbane, Crowbar Black. Cool. So, yeah. It's good fun. Any good sold out shows? Road. Yeah, um, actually, everything so far is sold out. So Melbourne sold out on the night, crazy, and same with Adelaide on the night. Yeah. Um, Sydney's already sold out beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too sure how Brisbane's tracking at the moment, but mm. fingers crossed to be it'd be cool to get a full yeah. sold out tour. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Yeah, that um, I remember when you joined Bellhaven. Mm. Were you 2014 maybe? No, 2011 oh. it was, yeah. Um, and I went to a couple of the the early shows and I just, yeah. like it was a totally kind of different experience for me. <laughs> I'd never... Me too. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sort of into that sort of music, but just seeing how the crowd reacted mm. to it was uh, pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, and I just, I could see the loyalty from the fans mm-hmm. and the camaraderie amongst the bands mm-hmm. um yeah just just that whole scene was pretty pretty united um, yeah which i thought was pretty pretty incredible yeah um i don't think i'd really seen that with other things i'd done myself mm-hmm. but um yeah i thought that was pretty cool um so so you joined as a permanent member in 2011 yeah and for the debut album, you guys actually went overseas to record. Yeah, yeah, went over to Atlanta to um, Glow in the Dark Studios, recorded with a producer named Matt Goldman. Um, so he's probably best known for working with um, Under Oath. They're a big heavy band over in America. Um, and also Norma Jean um, and The Chariot. Um, so that was, that was a really cool experience. That mm. was back in... <clears throat> I think around August, September 2013, we went over and did yeah. that. And then it didn't come out for about a year and a half after that. But yeah, that was an awesome experience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how long were you over there again? I think four weeks from memory oh, for that first weeks. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. And we stayed in the studio. There's, he's got, um, yeah, had rooms upstairs. He's not there anymore, unfortunately. But yeah. Um, yeah, had essentially an apartment upstairs where the band could stay. Um, and it was yeah, it was really cool. It was just 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 outside Atlanta, so we were pretty close to everything. You know, we had push bikes we could use to get around and check out the town. Mm. Um, and it was just a really awesome environment to to relax in and create music. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember you telling me about uh, before you went over, and um, I just thought, fuck, that sounds like a incredible opportunity and yeah. experience you're going to have, and um and another thing you've got two two of your brothers yes in Belhaven as well yeah yeah yep so um there probably wasn't much chance of you getting homesick <laughs> being over there with your brothers no it was yeah definitely good having having two brothers in the band um i mean the whole band is pretty pretty close with with each other it's five five guys in the band and it's like a five-way marriage really so yeah um but yeah having that having that family sort of touch as well is pretty cool yeah we've had a few people have a laugh about you know heavy hansen and things like that <laughs> yeah over the years but, yeah cool yeah. it's pretty cool that uh you guys i guess who grew up in the suburbs of melbourne can mm-hmm. jump on a plane have it head over to atlanta <laughs> and record yeah. your first album with a a pretty good well-known producer yeah yeah um, awesome so prior to this first album uh, Balhaven had done an EP. Yeah, they'd done um, <clears throat> just before I joined the band. They'd released their first EP, Chapter Zero. Yep. And um, that came out 
yeah, I think early 2011, just before I joined. Yeah. Um, and that was what got me interested in them, even though it was yeah different kind of music. It was mm. sort of very metalcore sort of music back then. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the kind of music that I listened to myself. <clears throat> but uh, their drummer at the time, Ramon, he was at uni, so he was pretty busy with that. And they just won a competition to do an East Coast tour. Mm. So he decided he wanted to move on. And... Um, I decided to throw my hat in the ring, yep. um, not knowing how much of a chance I had, but it <clears throat> all worked out. So Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, um, I guess the stuff we were doing in the early days was, um, you know, sort of Nirvana-inspired and mm. uh, your drumming, I guess, at that time was more... I guess Dave Grohl inspired. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember when you had to make that switch to Belhaven, you had to lift it up another <laughs> notch or six. Yeah, just had to I had to learn a different style of playing, I suppose, yeah. and just yeah, more into the metal side of things. Yeah, but not the kind of metal that I was used to listening to, like Metallica or Pantera. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it was fast sort of blast beats and things like that that I'd never tried to do before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so you really pushed yourself, I remember, hmm. and you probably still are. I haven't haven't actually seen you guys play for a little bit, but um, yeah, I remember you making that change and really having to push yourself in a different <laughs> direction and get yeah. all sorts of technical. And um, I just thought it was pretty pretty incredible to watch. And um, so when you're playing live now, are you you got ear monitors? Yeah, so we we play to a backing track with, yeah. with a click. Um, <clears throat> That's because we've got yeah tracks, you know, keyboards, synth, etc. in the background on certain songs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've just got a little rig with all of that running through. Um, most of the kits just standard acoustic mic'd up setup. Um, I do have a trigger on the kick drum as well. Mm. Um, to be honest, probably more for myself um, because I, I run that into my ears as well, mm. so I can hear the kick nice and clear. Yeah. Um, and then we get a blend out the front with the trigger and the the mic. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you really have to learn that double kick a lot <laughs> yeah. more. I feel like I still am. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, yeah. Double kick's always been a bit of a weakness for me, but uh, just keep working at it. Yeah. Um, and did you have to change your kit setup much? Like, did you have to add toms and cymbals? Um, and let's, actually, let's nerd out here. Just give it. Give yeah, it all sure. <laughs> I actually, actually reduced the kit size. So back. Back when we were playing, I had a sort of a Lars Ulrich type setup. So two rack, two floor toms, four crashes, China, ride, hi-hats. Um, so, you know, a decent sized setup. And then <clears throat> I very distinctly remember bringing that into Belhaven um, rehearsal and the guys just sort of looking at it going, what, why? <laughs> what is here? What's the point of all this? Yeah. Um, but I persevered, I think, for about a year or so, maybe maybe a smidge longer, maybe a year and a half with that setup. I even bought a rack and set the whole thing up oh, on a rack yeah. yep. um, just to make it easier to sort of carry out on stage, etc. Um, but then eventually just decided, no, it's time, it's time to strip it back a bit. Um, mm. So I've got a pretty basic setup now, which is just um, yeah, one rack, one floor tom, snare, kick, hats, mm. um, crash, ride, and I, I was using a China, but now I've substituted that out for an FX symbol, which is sort of halfway between a crash and a China. Yeah. Um, so pretty, pretty basic setup now. What about sticks? Um, just regular sticks. Yeah, regular just, just old uh, sticks. Yeah, just uh, Vader five Bs wood tip. So yeah, I remember back in the day when we had precious nothing going, I I was playing five Bs for a while, and then I switched to two Bs, the, the heavy sticks. Yeah. And um. That was good, but I, I think it was more of a, not an ego thing, but I think I just felt cool having heavier sticks in my hand. <laughs> yeah. But the reality was that, yeah, 5B is what feels most comfortable for me for, for what I play. Do you wear gloves? No, I've tried them a couple of times, but mm. um, never really took. <laughs> yeah. Only really tried them because Dave Grohl wears them. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. He looks pretty cool when he wears them. Yeah, he does. He pulls it off. Do you get lots of blisters? Yeah, I do. Uh, mainly, mainly on my left hand yeah. for whatever reason. Maybe just from smacking the crap out of the snare. But mm. um, 
yeah, I mean, if I'm playing consistently, it calluses up and it's all good. So, yeah. Yeah, I do have to. My hands are pretty weak. I do have to moisturise, <laughs> but hey, you've got to look after yourself. <laughs> and what sort of moisturiser do you use? Ah, oh, it's like it's called Aveeno or something like that. I think. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, just a quick shout out for Aveeno if I can yeah, get a, absolutely. Get a deal going. That'd be good. Yeah, that shit's important. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, hope uh, I haven't got the name wrong because that's yeah. a pretty shit shout out if I, if I have. As like uh, Seth, the Cohen, our Cohen player, needing he wears band aids. Yeah, every time he should he plays. get a sponsorship for those. Yeah, he needs yeah. a band aid sponsorship but that's another packet a week yeah that's another episode yeah um so when you uh joined Bellhaven, you mm-hmm. had to try out with the guys like you had to yeah. go through the proper yeah they auditioned a few different drummers um i think i was actually the last one they auditioned and they, the one before me they were they were pretty happy with um then i came in and had mine and look i felt good on the day and then yeah they rang me a couple of days later and it was funny. I mean, they rang me because I was still living with two of my brothers at the time, but <laughs> yeah. they were out at dinner. They'd, you know, they had the chat and made the decision. And, you know, they rang me and said, you know, we, we want you on if you're still keen. And I said, yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, so that was, yeah, an awesome feeling. So when you, um, obviously, you had to learn songs off the first EP mm-hmm. there, which you didn't feature on. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you were. Like, did you start listening to other drummers around that time, more from that genre of music, or was yeah, it, did you a just... little bit? Yeah, yeah. I, d- I didn't really do a deep dive or anything, but I I started listening a little bit to North Lane, who are a Sydney-based um, band in the scene. Um, they're pretty getting pretty big now. Mm. Um, and August Burns Red, um, an American metalcore band. Um, just a couple of songs that um, Chris, my brother, had shown me that really caught my ear real, real crazy fast blast beats so just started listening to that and trying to learn how to play that mm. um, and that sort of helped I never really got to the level but yeah mm. it certainly helped to speed me up a bit cool yeah um, yeah yeah and around around that time actually around the time I joined they were just writing a single um, amphibian man which they were going to be tracking I think about a month after I joined so yeah, I had to learn that one pretty quick and go in and track it, and it all went pretty smoothly. Um, I, I pretty much just tracked what the previous drummer had wrote. I thought that'd just be nice to try and play what he'd he'd written, and um, yeah, did that, and then started yeah working with the guys after that to sort of adjust the drums, I guess, a little bit more to my style, mm-hmm. but still keeping within the band style. So with the drums, I know, because Chris, does Chris, well, at least back then, your brother yeah. Chris, he wrote all the songs, um, basically? I think from memory back in those days, I think Chris and Mitch, the original guitarist, wrote a lot of the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Dan as well, probably the bass player back then. Yeah. Um, and then David would come in with his ideas and then add his vocals. Um, yeah, so the writing process back back in those days... A lot of the music was just written on Guitar Pro, so it was kind of done not in your traditional sort of way, I guess, with, you know, four or five people in the studio just jamming out and yeah. coming up with riffs. It was one or two other guys would, you know, sit in their room and put together a bunch of riffs in Guitar Pro and then bring it to the rest of the band and the rest of the band would then sort of add their feedback to it and shape it from there. Yeah. Um, which which worked really well for us back then. It was it was a, certainly a different process for me to get used to, um, but picked it up pretty quick. Mm. The only downside is that I know for me as a drummer, you could get a bit too ambitious and write stuff that then I'd have to sit down in the kit and try and play it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how did that? How did you translate? You know what Chris was sort of writing. Yeah, it, it felt a bit robotic for me. Yeah, um, maybe just the nature of the music as well, metalcore. Um, yeah, because it's so fast and lot, lots of blasts and double kick. Yeah. Um, but I just tried to sort of smooth it over, I guess, you know, taking it from the digital form that it was written in and then just trying to translate it onto the kit mm. without changing it too much but making it human. Yeah, yeah a bit of a different process to what we were used to. Like, yeah, definitely. We'd come in with yeah. a few riffs and... Yeah. Just pretty much jam it out, however yeah, yeah. you felt, and yeah, yeah. Um, so, 
back in the early days or even before we started our band, like what were some of your, who were some of your drummer influences? Um, it's an interesting question because I only really started drumming properly maybe six months or a year before. No, not even. Mm. Let me think. Maybe, yeah, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe about a year or so before I met you guys. Um, I just bought a drum kit secondhand and um, it all started just because when I was really young, um, like five, six years old, um, my dad played bass in a band, good mm. old fastest girl in town, <laughs> sort of country rock band. And, um, yeah, they used to take me to gigs. I'd be the you know, little kid sitting in the back with the, with the earplugs in watching Dad up on stage. Yeah. Thinking, you know, thinking they're rock stars and it was awesome and just really bonded with the drummer, Bob. Um, and I just really liked the drums. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I just, I just started air drumming. I was a kid. I can, I can remember, you know, we'd be at, um, you know, me and mum and dad would be at Bob's house and Bob had a couple of daughters and, you know, around my age and we'd just play board games and whatnot. And then um, I'd be sitting there, they'd have their music on and I'd be air drumming away trying to impress the girls. You know? <laughs> um, and that was kind of how I learnt to drum, I guess. I, I think I had, I think one of dad's cousins sort of lent me like a small drum kit when I was a kid for maybe three to six months yeah um but then yeah it was only when i was about 19 or so i just finished tafe and thought no no i want to buy a kit and actually try to play now so yeah um at that point yeah nirvana was a big thing for me so dave Grohl. Mm. but then just earlier influences music that dad had gotten me into when i was younger like the pixies and um violent femmes just anything from sort of 80s sort of rock grunge surf type stuff mm. um australian bands like sunny boys died pretty radio birdman um so yeah that was the kind of stuff i was listening to probably back then yeah um even silverchair i wasn't into until i met you and jared you mm. and jared sort of got me into silverchair mm-hmm. metallica i was i wouldn't really say i was into them i knew the main songs yeah but yeah, once I was jamming with you guys and we started doing the, the Metallica medley we used to do. Oh, so yeah. I went and went and learned like, <laughs> Ride the Lightning and Puppets and all that oh, kind of stuff. Man. And that was what got me into them. So, so I was yeah. telling Tahani about that because I had a little Metallica phase. Oh, it might have been a few weeks ago. Yeah. Just, and it only lasted a few days, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of grew out of them, but I still yeah. love them. And I was telling her about that Metallica medley that we yeah. fucking concocted yeah. ended up going for like 20 minutes, I think. Something like that, yeah. It was eight, eight songs in it. I can't remember what they all were. Yeah. I think it was... So it was Ride the Lightning, yeah. Puppets, Wherever I May Roam was in there. Uh, Bell Tolls, I think. Bell Tolls. Fuel was in there. Seek and Destroy. Seek and Destroy. So two more. Was Enter Sandman in there? Mm, we used to play it, but I reckon we... Yeah. Well, we might have had it in there. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, wasn't it like uh, something off Injustice for All? Um, what's that one? You oh, know, one. Jared? There was one. Oh, I think we yeah. had part of one in there, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe Blackened? Yeah, because you and Jared know. used to play Blackened yeah. a lot. Yeah, well, we tried to. <laughs> yeah, tried to. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't do it too well back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we just sort of pieced that together bit by bit. Yeah. And uh, ended up going for about 20 minutes. Yep. Actually, that was when we didn't have a bass player. That was, yeah, yeah, true. So we had three of us. We were still jamming and still writing, but we could not find a bass player. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, in came Adam Kelly. Yes. At some stage there. Yep. Hi, Adam. G'day, mate. G'day. (laughs) Hope you're listening. And uh, yeah, so um, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm going blank. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you're also, uh, you sort of play a bunch of covers in another band. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I play in a cover band called Vaseline, which has just evolved over the years. We sort of, as Vaseline, we've been together for about 10 years. And then before that, there was another band called The Rock, which was a couple of us from Vaseline and a few other guys. Yeah. And that just, yeah, it started back in the Grandview. You were there, actually. From that night, we went to the Grandview and saw The Rock playing. And, yeah. Um, they had a drummer. 
and they wanted to play Welcome to the Jungle and they, the drummer didn't know it. Yeah. And then they had another drummer get up and he didn't know it. <laughs> and you were like, go on, Jimmy, go on. <laughs> so I put my hand up and they were like, oh, I don't know if we're going to give it a third go, but I told them, no, no, it's all right. I know how to play it. So <laughs> we went for it and played it. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think as I was walking off stage, they jokingly said to me, do you want a job? Mm. And then... um. Yeah, I got a call about a week later. and Yeah, right. Yeah, so that was pretty cool because playing a lot of 80s, 90s, early 2000s sort of rock music that was right up my alley. So, mm. yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, I think that pissed off the current drummer from memory. He was a bit snarky. Oh, was was that another... Yeah, I, see, I don't even really know the full story with him if he was full-time or just filling in. But, um, yeah. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, I've <laughs> but yeah, I do remember there was a bit of bit of weirdness about it. I don't know if it was that night. It might have been a different night, but um, yeah, the Grandview down in Fairfield there. Yeah, still I, there too. I remember I found out this years later. Um, remember that first time we played there as as, as precious, in nothing. precious nothing played yeah. there. Yeah, with like Water's Edge and yeah, all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so when I got the invite to to go and play there. Um, I think by the guy from Waters Edge, I can't even remember his name now. Mark? No, no, Mark, Mark Waters. Um, <laughs> um, Tony. Tony, yeah. yeah. Haven't seen yeah. him for years. Anyway, no. years later, he told me that the invite was actually just for me to go and play there as a oh, solo. really? But then I rocked up with my band. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, full full Marshall stacks and yeah, your, your big-ass drum kit. Yeah. And we, we rocked it. So yeah. that was just funny to hear that. Jeez. I'm like, whoops. That's hilarious. I must have heard different. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had some good little shows down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they still do music, but I don't know what they're doing down there. Yeah, I've got no idea. We haven't played there since probably 2007, 2008 maybe. Yeah. We used to, we used to do every second Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, now with Vaseline, we've only really just sort of come back together. We've sort of had a bit of a hiatus for about a year and a half, but... Just recently played again up at St. Andrew's Hotel. Yep. And um, actually got another one coming up at St. Andrew's in September. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. September the um, 14th? No, 21st. Yeah. Okay. So looking forward to that. So, yeah, just playing all your, all your typical rock cover band stuff, anything from Motley Crue to Bon Jovi to Guns N' Roses and Kings of Leon. Yep. Yeah, all that stuff. But playing it well. <laughs> uh, don't know about that. I can't yeah. <laughs> I won't play it, promise that. Well, well uh, a lot of those guys um, from the Rock and and Vaseline, we mm. we met them up at St Andrews, yeah, 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 um, at the open mic night that Russ Cullett yes, used to Russ. run yep. up there um, yeah. on a Monday night. Yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd be up there every Monday night without fail, and yep. that place would be packed. Yeah, um, yeah, it went crazy that place on Monday nights. Looking back now, it was pretty, pretty incredible that mm. you know that sort of pulling power on a Monday. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, you know, everyone worked, and we had to go to work the next day, but it mm. didn't matter. Um, I think we'd struggle to do it now. <laughs> oh, possibly, but I mean, yeah, it was fun. I mean, yeah, there were there were guys much older than us doing it back then as yeah. well, and they just yeah went ran right up till midnight or half past twelve or something. Yeah. And, um, yeah, typically we'd stay there till pretty late, if not the end yeah. of the night. So, and yeah, a lot of the guys would. Yep. But it's just a different time, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so when was that? It was what, more than 10 years ago. Yeah, it would have been. James is good with dates, by the way. <laughs> 2005, because it was, I went to America in May 2005. Mm. And, that, and I came back and you'd met the guys when I was away. Mm. So you, you took me up there on a Monday night. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Date, date night. Date night. And yeah. then everyone pinched you as <laughs> yeah. a <their> drummer. <laughs> yeah, I remember, actually, I do remember being a bit apprehensive about joining The Rock because we were all so dedicated to Precious Nothing that I, I didn't want to, like, take any time away from Precious Nothing. Yeah. I was really worried about <laughs> about that. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, we met some, some good people up there. Yeah, uh, heaps. Lost contact with a lot, but sort of... Um, 
I met up with Russ Callett again last year or the year before. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, uh, reconnected with him, which mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get him on the show pretty soon here. Oh, cool. So I look awesome. forward to having a, yeah. a chat with him. That'll be a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have uh, lots of stories. Wealth of, wealth of stories. Yeah. yeah. So um, so who's in who's in Vaseline? Um, so it's Damien Marshall, um, who's pretty well known, I would say, around the local music scene. He... Um, he operates the Whittlesey Music School and teaches at schools up around uh, Doreen area, I believe, Lorimer, etc. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's on vocals and bass. Um, and then you've got Gavin Duggan on guitar and um, and Jess on guitar as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah. Cool dudes. Real easy to get along with and we just, yeah, we just have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we don't take it too seriously. We just, um, you know, if a gig gets organised, we'll... We'll just pick out, you know, 30, 40 songs and then most of them, you know, we'll, we'll know just from playing previously and we might try to pick half a dozen new ones and have a jam, you know, maybe a couple of nights before the show and make sure we can play them and yep. we just go for it. Just have a few drinks and have a, have a good time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably one of the most adaptable drummers that I've come across, uh, different styles, different songs. Like you could listen to something once and just, I've learned it and then play it. That <laughs> oh, just thanks. like I always even still, you know, I've got to really study something to learn it. But mm. um yeah, guys like you can just I don't know, don't know how you do it. You just got that Oh I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know to be honest. I guess that's um, why you're so good at remembering dates and stuff. Maybe, yeah, maybe I've just got a maybe it's just a weird mental thing. Yeah. I don't know. Funny funnily enough with Bellhaven we've just yeah, the guys have just written a new song recently. Yeah. Um, to play on this tour and it's literally just come together at the last minute and um, yeah even at rehearsal like yeah last week we still weren't quite there but you know we, we could get through the song and then we had the yeah, sound check on Friday night we jammed it a couple of times and there was one particular role that I just kept stuffing up and mm. we just thought oh what do we do and uh, but I just went out to the car and listened to the demo version again that we had and and went and played it and it just happened. I don't know if adrenaline kicked in and yeah. memory just worked. But So I think it's, yeah, I'm finding it harder these days to pick up songs as quickly as maybe I used to, but I don't know. Probably more. It's a, it's a cool challenge. It's good fun to try and yeah. learn a song as quick as you can and just play it. And, yeah. Well, it's pretty complex, the stuff you're playing yeah. now. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, it's probably a bit different to playing rock covers. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the Bellhaven type music is a bit, a bit more technical. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, um, so what's the writing process these days for Bellhaven? Um, I know you got you're sort of mainly the touring and session drummer with them. Yeah, technically now. Yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, um, yeah, we did a tour overseas a few years ago, and then after we got back from that. I was just getting a bit, I was probably more in my head than anything, getting a bit too stressed out about trying to balance work life with the band and everything. So I decided to to uh, step away from it. Um, but then, yeah, I've recently started getting involved with it again. Um, these days, the writing, yeah, it's probably a bit more what we would consider the normal sort of writing um, style, I guess. So. I mean, yeah, one or two of the guys will come up with a few riffs and bring it to the rest of the band. Uh, they'll probably just do a real quick demo recording just um, under the computer, mm. show the rest of the guys and then put the pieces together. And um, So it's a bit more sort of how we would have done things, yeah, 15 odd years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So your brothers were pretty young when we started out and, <clears throat> yeah. and now they're sort of obviously older and really, yeah. really pushing things with their own careers which is pretty incredible yeah um and the new single forget me mm-hmm. um is that the one they that you did a video for the new video? yeah 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 the guys did a video about a month and a half ago um actually shot it up in um brisbane or the gold coast from memory yeah um yeah and that came out last month yeah pretty cool video and the sound was quite different to what i was used to from Bellhaven. yeah yeah it's, cha- it's sort of changed up a little bit again it's sort of it's almost a little bit more metalcore-ish again, but still with 
catchy choruses and riffs yeah. in there. So, yeah. And, uh, what's uh, what's the best place to uh, to look out for Bellhaven? You've obviously got Facebook pages and mm-hmm. uh, Instagrams and on Spotify and everything like that. You guys yeah. have got a lot of merch too, yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, sold quite a lot of merch. Yeah, you know, whether it's hoodies or t-shirts or um, banners, things like that. Um, so yeah, the best place is yeah, I guess all, all the socials: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and yeah, you just said Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Yeah. Um, there are still probably physical copies floating around of the two albums, um, the first two albums. Um, I haven't looked myself in a while. <laughs> Might have to have a poke through at JB next time. I'm yeah. In there. But, uh, yeah. But, I mean, everything's sort of getting more and more digital these days, isn't it? So, yeah. And yeah. you're currently halfway through this current tour. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we've so, got, yeah, two more shows this coming weekend. Yeah. Friday, Saturday at yeah, Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah. So, and after, after that, more writing and new album. Yeah. Yep. Um, I- yeah, we've just actually got yeah yeah the new song that I mentioned before that um, we're playing on this tour, on top of Forget Me that's just recently come out, um, and yeah the plan is to then start writing more songs to do another record later this year. Yeah. Um, so after this tour, there's nothing else booked in at this point. It's pretty much um, start writing. And uh, do you know where you're going to record this new album? Not too sure, not too sure. There's been a few ideas thrown around. Um, I think Chris, one of my brothers who's in the band, he'll be pretty heavily involved. Um, mm. he, he runs his own studio recording bands in the scene. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll be pretty heavily involved in it, but um, yeah, quite possibly they'll look to get some outside um, assistance as well with production, etc. Yeah, it'd be hard to do your own... I mean, it's all right with demoing and stuff, but... Mm. If I was an engineer, I'd hate to record my own stuff. <laughs> yeah. It'd be too hard. Yeah. I think you need that outside perspective from someone else. I think there's definitely benefit. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think Chris really enjoys it. I mean, he's yeah. very passionate about recording music. Um, but who knows what goes on in his head. He's a funny character. Yeah, so. he's pretty <laughs> very smart guy. Like, we yeah. recorded that one song. Uh, yes. What did, what did we do? The, um, Probot. The Probot song. Yeah. yeah uh, so. Red War. Yeah, we did a cover of that. Yeah, that's right. So Probot was Dave Grohl's side project yeah, his, album. his sort of metal side project he did back in 2002 or something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, James and I went in to record a song off that called Red War um, with Chris mm. in his shed at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just a studio we had in yeah. the backyard at mum and dad's place. Yeah. yeah, but he's got his own studio now somewhere else. Yeah, so he's um, he lives over in Box Hill and he's got a, a room set up there where he does everything. Yeah, so, yeah, cool. What's the studio called? Um, I don't know if he has a name for it. Actually, mm. I'd have to check. Secret Underground. He's, he's had a few like funny names for himself over the years, like um, Bro Duda or Pro Duda. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know if he does have a name for yeah. it. I'll have to check that with him. Okay. Yeah. But, um and dave is a singing teacher as well yeah singer yeah he's been yeah teaching singing for probably a few years now um sort of started off just with a few students as you do and built it up and now it's his full-time job he used to work yeah between that and the pizza shop the local pizza shop doing deliveries but he's um no he's done a great job of building that up and Mm. turned it into a full-time job now so cool yeah and uh, the other two bands that we mentioned that you're in, uh, yeah. Lake Mountain. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the deal with that? Who's in it? Yeah, so that's yeah Tom, the bass player from Bellhaven, along with his brother Josh and his friend Beck. Um, and that sort of it started out just as Tom and Josh, just a bit of a side project for them. Just wanted to do some pretty lightweight indie music, just nice, easy listening sort of stuff. <clears throat> and I think they recorded. They did at least one song, maybe maybe two or three, um, and a music video for one of the songs. Um, and then, yeah, Tom had asked me at one point if I'd be interested in getting involved and mentioned that he had his friend Beck that he was going to get in as well. And, um, yeah, so we just started jamming together and sort of turned it into a full band thing. And yep. since then, written and recorded a bunch of new songs, uh, not bucket loads, we sort of only really part time. Well, um, 
every few months we'll get together do a few rehearsals and a gig and then yep. go off and do other things again and then come back to it yep um but it's it's really cool it's not just nice and stripped back and real relaxed vibe cool and yeah. uh got stuff on spotify and yeah spotify and apple music again yeah so there'll be a few different singles that have come out um dive in uh unavailable i'm pretty sure was released a little while back um i think there's a couple of other songs that um, haven't come out yet but yeah yeah and uh what's the other one beach panic beach panic yeah so that's the new pretty exciting project as well so tom again is involved in that yeah um and also mara uh, one of the guitarists from Bellhaven. Yeah, they they live together and um, very sort of arty, creative guys, mm. and just wanted to do something just sort of way out there, different. So they started working on some pretty <laughs> pretty cheeky sort of surf rock music, sort of punky <laughs> vibes. Um, and Mara's partner Yan, she's she's involved in it as well. Does a lot of the artwork type stuff for it because she's an artist. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's really cool. They they asked me if I wanted to get involved and track drums for it, which I did maybe two two and a bit months ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's I think it's an EP that's coming out in the near future. I'm not sure exactly when, but pretty soon I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just put out the first track recently, "Tsunami of Love" with with a video. Mm-hmm. So you can find that on YouTube and on Spotify. Cool. And, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> it's um, in terms of, I mean, the video. It's if you just sort of imagine like your old school Foo, Foo Fighters videos, just you know, a bunch of blokes being idiots. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, that's kind of what this is. It's just Tom and Mara just um, having a good time, and um, shot another video, which myself and a bunch of other people were involved in recently as well. So I think that's coming out soon. To yeah. One of the other songs, and then. Uh, another one planned down the track too. So cool. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, it's it's. I think the the closest thing I can equate it to is if you were to combine like the B fifty twos with like the Beach Boys, and then maybe with like Regurgitator or something like that. Mm, Just okay. one of the songs like almost sounds like a Regurgitator song to me, and then yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah definitely B fifty twos. Beach Boys type vibes in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw some uh, images on Instagram, I think, and mm. it looks pretty colourful. Yeah, it is just big colourful. <laughs> in all just, sorts of ways. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, Tom and Mara have um, got some cool jackets made up, so that they've had denim jackets <laughs> that um, Jan's painted some cool stuff on the back of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, really, really quite interested to see how that project goes. Mm. I think it's going to be cool. Cool. Yeah. And uh, so I think when I started, when I switched over to a solo artist as Acoustic Fox and started mm-hmm. up that whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, you were playing djembe yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to keep that real acoustic-y sort mm-hmm. of vibe and sort of not have a drum kit, Yeah. even though I had a pretty pretty good drummer at my disposal. <laughs> but uh, A couple to- with Seth as well. I mean, oh, not that he's really a traditional drummer, but I think he could. Yeah, yeah. can definitely hold down a beat. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, so we had Seth on Cajon, mm-hmm. you on djembe, mm-hmm. and then Michael on bass and myself on yeah. guitar and yeah. Jared on guitar oh, yeah, in the early days. Yeah. Yep. But, and yeah, you sort of stuck with me for a few years playing djembe. Yeah. Um, and then obviously got pretty busy with Bellhaven and I kind mm. of went more the solo direction. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, James is uh, featured on my first, what was it, first EP and first album. Yeah, yep. First Acoustic Fox album. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we might have to do it again at some stage <laughs> soon. Always open to it, but, man. Uh, yeah. So, um, music aside, we talked about how we used to hang out. So, I'm going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> um, yeah. Describe a typical weekend back in the day that we would oh, participate in. With the crew? With the crew. Oh, I mean, I can remember many like parties at, uh, at Werner's place and at your place there, your old place. And yeah. even weekends we used to have down in Anglesey, but... Yeah. <clears throat> Jeez, just a bunch of us, just just all of us and all the girls as well, just girlfriends and stuff like that. And 
Jeez, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a bunch of young, young people just having a good time, yeah. drinking and talking crap, and yeah, getting all, up to all sorts of mischief. Watching Pantera videos and yeah, that's right, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, videos. Yeah, that was good fun. <laughs> Motley Crue videos. Yeah, and me, you, and Dags down at um, Anglesey watching Motley Crue. Yeah. Everyone else had gone into town, and we just <laughs> yeah had a coffee table full of empty beers, and yeah, that almost got messy. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I did get a bit messy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and what are you currently listening to at the moment? Um, Just as a fan, I've sort of um, sort of started listening to Queen a bit more again lately. Um, mainly because of the movie. Um, so you've seen it, so, obviously. Yeah, I saw the movie. Yeah, mm. I thought it was pretty. cool I haven't seen it yet. No. I, missed, I missed it. Yeah. Um, I mean, as someone who's never really been a big Queen fan, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, from what I understand, there's maybe some historical inaccuracies in there. Um, uh, just yeah. maybe in terms of the order of how it's told, and um, but I mean, it's it's hard to sort of, I guess, when you're trying to make a cinematic story out of it, you've got to have a little bit of um, freedom with it to move things around. But just watching that movie, um, and obviously a lot of Freddie's vocals were featured in that. Mm. And that really gave me an appreciation for his voice. So, yeah, been listening to a bit of Queen lately. Um, just recently got back into a bit of early Led Zeppelin again. Oh, yeah. um, I was a bit of a late bloomer with Led Zeppelin. Only really got into them after I started drumming. And mainly because I was always telling people that Dave Grohl was, <laughs> you know, my favourite drummer. And, um, you know, then when I'd watch interviews with young Dave Grohl and he'd be going on about John Bonham yeah. so I thought well I better go and listen to that and yeah you can, I mean you can tell straight away yeah <laughs> um sort of gotten back into Faith No More again recently they've been a, a big band for me over the years that I've really enjoyed um yeah what else um a few few that I probably shouldn't mention but <laughs> I don't know like like just music from like late 90s, like, you know, being sort of in late high school, like um, Venga Boys, bit of weird sort of party music, I guess. All right, show's don't over. Really, yeah. <laughs> I don't really listen to it for inspiration, but more just, I guess, yeah. just thinking about, just laughing about being in high school and whatnot. Um, yeah, the Pixies, I mean, I, the Pixies for me are one that I always come back to. I reckon every three or four months, yeah. I'll just go on a big Pinsies, uh, Pixies splurge yeah where i'll just um <laughs> put on put on one album and just end up listening to all the albums just non-stop yeah um and i believe they're releasing a new album soon they just put out a, a new song recently so that's exciting cool um yeah they're the main ones that spring to mind yeah yeah i, I t i'm i tend to listen to a lot of music that i've enjoyed over the years and it takes me a while to absorb new music even i remember when we were younger and you trying to get me into pantera and it took me forever to actually like sit down and spend time listening to them and finally after listening to i think it was the last album actually reinventing the steel listening to that mm. maybe three or four times and i realized oh shit this is this is nuts <laughs> this is cool i need yeah. to i need to get into more of this and went back to you know vulgar display of power and and, and um Far beyond, far beyond driven, great southern, yeah, and just yeah, got into that, got hooked on <laughs> becoming the drum beat and becoming. Still to this day, haven't worked out how to play oh, it. Oh, the double kick. Well, I know, I know, I know what the pattern is. I just can't yeah. play it. <laughs> Man, um, I couldn't even do that with my hands, let alone my feet. Yeah, it's uh, speaking yeah, Vinny, of oh. Vinny. Wow. Amazing what a, what drummer, an incredible drummer. Yeah, rest in peace, man. But yeah, can't you're believe a legend. he's gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Him and Don um, just gone. It's yeah, crazy. It's it. Like, yeah, two of the biggest personalities, and yeah, just yeah. they wreaked havoc every everywhere, and <laughs> yeah. just left such an impression. It's just yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, his drum sound was just huge. Yeah, oh, loved it. Yeah, it really was at the time. Um, it was just, just a new level. No pun intended, but it really was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like from from like vulgar display sort of showcased what he was capable of yeah. but far beyond driven like that yeah. that album the drums on that mm -hmm. it's insane yeah i um, think that album and great I mean, these days, yeah sorry yeah for me yeah yeah sure these days 
<coughs> I mean, there's a lot of drummers playing stuff even more complicated than that. Yeah. But, you know, back in the early 90s, that was, yeah, that was pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it wasn't mm. even that it was complicated. I mean, it was, but mm. he just, he was such a powerhouse sort of mm. drummer. Yeah. Like, like Grohl, but obviously different styles. Different genre, yeah. 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 But watching Vinny play drums was pretty incredible. Mm. Yeah. Just such a hard hitter and so fluent. It just it looked effortless, but it sounded massive. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was a yeah. huge sound. And his kicker sound was a bit different too. Yeah, well, he he so he was. I mean, I'm not good with um, drum tech history, but I I believe he was sort of one of the early drummers to sort of jump on the the trigger um, bandwagon a little bit more than others. Mm. Um, so he yeah he had a, a blended sort of sound of triggers and natural mm. drums, and that that was that was sort of gave the punchiness to his kick sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we had yeah, a cool lot sound. of a lot of sound to contend with there with uh, dimes, oh, guitars, and stuff. Going nuts, yeah. <laughs> and then Phil's voice as well. I mean, yeah, yeah Phil's voice is yeah pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, that that band, those albums. Yeah. Fuck. Just mm. they just outdid each other as they progressed yeah. through those albums. But uh, yeah, rest in peace, Vinny and Dime. Yep. It's um, yeah, they definitely left a huge, huge impression. So mm. yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> so I guess yeah. we uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah, sure. And yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put some links in the show notes as I always do. Um, I've got a few of. Uh, James's projects there that he's involved with, jump on them, check them out, follow, share, all that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to thank you, James, for coming on today to Fox on the Wire. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. It's and, good to be here. Um, I mean, we could we could chat for hours, really. But, but uh, yeah, we could. Oh, well. and can we, always do another one sometime. Yeah, <laughs> <the> track. <laughs> and uh, actually, James is wearing um, our old Precious Nothing T-shirt. Yeah, first bit of merch i think we ever got yeah no, um and jared's jared's logo that he did on the the banner with the gaffer tape and the spray oh, paint or something that's right yeah, yeah yeah and then we just i don't know if we just took a photo of it and then sort of flattened it out in photoshop and yep turned it into something yeah and it's got lyrics on the back i think or is that yeah it's got yeah let loose a circus yeah. from circus rage <laughs> and then had the old website and yeah I think that was it on the back. I yeah. don't know. You can tell me after. Yeah. I'll so take I'm gonna, a hoodie off. I'm going to get a phone, uh, photo with James. So check out the original <laughs> Precious Nothing t-shirt. Yeah. No longer available. No, no limited edition. Yeah. yeah. Even I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've lost it years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you, James. Thanks for coming on. Uh, my pleasure, man. And um, best of luck with the rest of the tour. And Thanks. the recording of the new album later in the year. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely keep track of it all and see what's happening and uh thanks everybody for listening tuning in again for another episode of fox on the wire if you like it share it uh subscribe and all that sort of stuff and uh we'll catch you again soon for another episode thanks very much take care Mm -hmm.